Well, we're just going to get this out of the way right off of the bat because apparently some people think we talk about the weather too much on this podcast. So I'm just going to get it out of the way right off the top. We're not quite through with the month that is known for the showers, so we may still have a few more of them before we get to the end of this week's slate. We will get to the matchups, the predictions, the speculation, all of it on yet another edition of Unlike Any Other the UMAC. Ryan, alongside Wyatt, as always. Wyatt, it's getting late on this evening that we are recording this. How are you doing, though, up north? How's life treating you? Well, I guess uh, I'm doing well. Life is uh, treating me good, but I, I gotta ask, are we getting emails about our weather conversations? Am I missing something? Or is there criticism, rumblings in the background? No, I just get passing comments here and there from people who listen and whatnot, and we've got them in the past before as well. And in some other things that I do as side gigs, I'm always accused for talking about the weather too much. So maybe this should more just go on me instead of you and how we always find our way to talking about the weather. But hey, you know what? It's a factor, and I a little bit earlier was looking at the podcast title that was uh, posted for the last one, so... I was thinking about uh, the showers that happen in April. So, yeah, why we're flipping the page, though. We are starting a new streak. We've built and built and built and built and built and built and built to hit the century mark. Now we're knocked all the way back to square one. This is 101. <laughs> yeah. So a new streak begins with this conversation. There you go. And where do you want to begin this conversation is the real question. That is a great question, Wyatt. Uh, what a weekend that we had across the UMAC. We uh, headlined the matchups last time that we talked, and uh, one series really stuck out as far as there would be some big takeaways from the results that took place, and this one was the most up in the air where we said, hey, it could be two to one games this way, two to one this way, but we didn't think it would be a sweep. It was not a sweep. It was uh, competitive, and I think there are some major takeaways from what happened at Reynolds Field, Wyatt, this past weekend. When we talked last week, two of the games were supposed to take place at Reynolds Field. All three ended up taking place there. They got the games in, get the weather out of the way. It was not the warmest. It was a bit brisk out there at Reynolds Field this past weekend, but nonetheless, Wyatt, Minnesota Morris and Northwestern, the Cougars take two out of three ball games from the back-to-back defending regular season champions. Wyatt, if you were to label the Northwestern Eagles right now, how would you label them at this point in the season, late April? Rest in peace. Wow. Wow. I mean, look, <laughs> the, the reality is... The things that would need to happen for them to get in at this point, just it's it's just not plausible when, when you look at it at this point. So I think they're out. I mean, do you disagree with that? Do you have any reason to believe that they're going to make the conference tournament at this point? Again, the things that would need to happen, that's, that's a whole other story. But let's say even if they do get all the help, do you even feel confident enough in this team to take care of their own business at this point? Nope. Sorry, I don't. I mean, they, they've had their opportunities. I'm not saying it's easy, but you look at the past few weekends at home and ball games that they've been right there down the stretch against Bethany two weekends ago, against Minnesota Morris this past weekend. Yeah, you got the one against Morris, and 
wow, man, oh, man, what a ball game that was, Wyatt. 13 innings in the way that they won that ball game on Saturday. Come from behind, get it to extra innings, and somehow, some way, win the game in the 13th inning, playing as the road team on your home field, and Morris can't walk it off. And then the next day, by golly, I mean, that was a barn burner, humdinger. Best game that I've seen in person so far this season. And that one also goes extra innings because Northwestern says, why not? We just like extra innings. And Morris says, all right, we're along for the ride as well. This one doesn't go 13, but it goes 11. Brian Vanyo and Aaron Severson are pitching so deep, Wyatt. People at the complex at Reynolds Field were saying, what is this, the 91 World Series? I mean, do bullpens not exist? Are we throwing the analytics out the window, Wyatt? It was actually refreshing. Both coaching staffs looked at each other and said, we're not concerned about this stuff about third time through the order, fourth time through the order. Forget that, Wyatt. They weren't concerned about fifth time through the order. So when Kevin Cash is out there saying, you know what, Blake Snell cannot go through the heart of the Dodger lineup for a third time when we're still not laid into a World Series ball game, it's a total flip of the pendulum in this kind of a ball game where they say, forget it. These guys are going deep. Northwestern had to pitch four guys on Saturday. Morris had to pitch five. You needed a long leash out of your starters. So just putting that aside, that was refreshing to see. Vanyo and Severson, both fantastic. But nothing was decided, if you want to put it that way. Once they exit the game, it still went on and extended further. And man, oh man, what a finish. And once again, Wyatt, Northwestern is in a spot to close out a game. They take the lead in the top of the 11th. Again, they're the road team, okay? A game they have to, have to, have to have. We talked last week. You'd like a sweep. If you're Northwestern coming into the weekend, you could argue we need a sweep. Wyatt, you said it. Coach Eben and his assistants are telling the troops throughout this week, that being last week, guys, we need a sweep. We're going for a sweep. That's what we're concerned about. How are we going to lay out the pitching? Okay, they pitched Samansky in game number one. Doesn't go the way they would have liked to, and how he throws, he gets through five innings. They piece it together in the bullpen. They somehow win in 13 innings, okay? We're expecting to see Bryce Crabb at some point on Sunday, right? He doesn't pitch in game one. Aaron Severson pitches. But man, oh man, Aaron was good. I mean, he gave you everything you could ask for and then some for Northwestern. Nine innings, two earned. Puts Northwestern in a good spot. Okay, has to go to extra innings. Brian Vanio on the other side goes nine and a third, two runs. Both guys really, really good for what they're able to give their clubs. But then Northwestern, as I mentioned, takes the lead in the 11th inning. You got Ben Hickson on, and you are in a position where he gets the first two outs. He's one out away from ending the game. Then a walk, an infield single. And Tyler Shaler, the lefty, comes to the plate where he almost scored the tying run, or excuse me, the the winning run, excuse me. His last time up coming around couldn't score. The Eagles strand him at third. He gets back up, splits the gap into right center. Eagles frantically trying to get the ball in. It's about a second late by the time it gets to the plate. Hamilton can't get the tag on. Bauman is absolutely flying around the bases. They score and they win. And one of the more bizarre scenes scenes wide, excuse me, where they walk off the Eagles on Northwestern's home field during the regular season. It's not a conference tournament situation, but they're the home team. So they're running around delirious after the game. And one more time, Wyatt, we can say it again. How about those cardiac cats? Print the T-shirts. I mean, how many times is it going to happen this season for them? And then they absolutely you know, demolish Northwestern 
the next game just to get that out of the way. The Eagles had really no pitching left, and uh, I don't know what's going on, Wyatt, but uh, sounds like Bryce Crabb may have sustained some kind of injury on Saturday because I later found out on Sunday that he just wasn't going to be available. So we, we talked about going into the weekend. We thought, you know, you and I both said he should pitch the opener. He was healthy for the opener on Saturday. They didn't decide to throw him. They pitched Samansky. They leave him to the back end of the weekend like they've done some in the past earlier this season. I'm going to stop rambling along. He wasn't available Sunday. That hurt. So even when you wanted to salvage something, somehow respond from a brutal, brutal, heartbreaking L where you were right there, I'll pitch away multiple times from winning the ball game. You lose. It's hard to even say, all right, we're going to bounce back, win this game, meatloaf today's action, win the series, and keep our slim hopes alive of getting into the tournament. No, when you didn't have Bryce, I'm sorry, but it it was not going to be set up well for you to win that next ball game, and it wasn't close. 13 to two, Morris wins. They win the series, winning that ball game in seven innings. So, yeah, I don't I don't know what else you have to share on the weekend, Wyatt. Again, I'll say very very disappointing for Northwestern. You were right there to win the series in the second game, and then who knows what happens in the third game from there, but. It's tough for them, but no one's feeling bad for them because, like I said, they won the regular season each of the last two seasons, and big, big props to Morris. They came up with clutch plays when they needed to do so and picked up two huge wins Sunday against Northwestern. Yeah, just with the crab thing, uh, it sounded like he had sustained an injury on you know Saturday or in Saturday's game, and so that's why he was not able to go on Sunday. Uh, and, and to your point, as far as Morris winning the third game handily, like they did, uh, I, I think that was, uh, Northwestern's kind of way of showing just how deflated they were losing that second game. Cause like you said, they're in a perfect position to even win that one, go up two nothing on the series. And then you at least have some life, you know, after everything said and done on Sunday, and then they blow that one. And I, I don't know, I feel like they just ran out of gas mentally, physically, emotionally, just going into that third game. And Morris, of course, they had all the momentum, you know, winning the game prior. And so I, I don't know, it, it just kind of fell apart on Northwestern there in that final game. You got to give Morris a lot of credit. They, as you've mentioned, just find ways to win. Uh, they just keep doing it. It's remarkable how many times we've said that about this team this year. And they deserve a ton of credit for what they've been able to do. Uh, at this point, unless they kind of collapse in the final week or two here, they're going to be in the conference tournament, Ryan, and they have deserved and earned that spot and that opportunity. So congrats to the Cougars on another successful weekend, and uh, we'll see what's in store for them. Other thoughts on the series as a whole? I mean, you got to give Northwestern credit as well. They could have easily rolled over down 7-1 to one in the first game of this series on Saturday. But they fought back. They got it within striking distance. They decided to bring Nick Drinken into the game to pitch on Saturday. Did you call all three of these, or were you only there for certain games? I can't remember. I was only there on Sunday, so I did okay. not call the game on Saturday. I mean, I was in the area, but I was doing softball next door. So Sure. Yeah, they put their cards on the table, though, Wyatt, in that ball yes. game. So they, they were sure happy they got it with what Nick gave them out of well, the bullpen. <laughs> Well, that's just the th- that's just it, and especially then. I mean, the crab injury is what it is. That's unfortunate. You would have had him, but he's not able to go then on Sunday. You just pick pitch Nick Drinking out of the bullpen on Saturday to get that win. And let's say they lose that game, 
they would have been in trouble anyways at that point. That was a sellout to win that game on Saturday. It worked out. They were able to get it done in 13 innings. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a really gutsy performance from the Eagles, all things considered. So uh, just a wild series, a lot of interesting results. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, kind of fitting, I guess, that Morris, uh, you know, came away with the series win and did it with another walk-off, I guess. So uh, hats off to them and excited to see what they do moving forward. But, yeah, I don't see any way Northwestern makes it at this point. Just too much of a hill to climb. And, again, I think the things we'll look back on with this Northwestern team this year, Ryan, is – they didn't have the long ball in that order. They didn't have enough power and, you know, just threats. And then on the pitching side of thing, there just wasn't enough out of the bullpen. You needed complete game performances from your starters to have success, or at least they would have to go deep into ball games. And when they didn't, uh, the Eagles just seemed to struggle this year. So, And even in a case like where Steverson did go deep, Brian, they still didn't win the game. So, yeah. I mean, that just shows kind of what they were up against this year, and it's just one of those years. A lot of weird stuff has happened for Northwestern. There's been a lot to overcome, and uh, sometimes that happens, and it just was not their year. Yeah, how game one on Sunday panned out, I mean, you said it well. I, th- I think that was a microcosm for this season. I mean, even when you do get a really, really good performance from your starter, he goes deep, you're in the lead, you can't close on it, and the other team walks it off on you. I mean, that just kind of encapsulates – What's been this 2023 campaign for Northwestern? So why those were not the only games, though, that happened across the UMAC this past weekend. Let's go out west and talk about what happened between the Crown College Polars and the North Central University Rams. Now, we know they put up, what was it, 54 in the series against Northland? Was that the number? Correct. And you said that it would be pretty close if not at that same number and I think I said something like no I think they'll be around I don't know what I said 34 or 35 for those yeah. three games yeah yeah I don't know if you've added this up Wyatt but uh their offense was at work if you want to put it that way once again at home in this weekend series you know how many runs they put up well, so I'm looking, and I see 35 in two of the games, but I don't have the third score that I so, can access So I'm on the, the Crown moment. website, which I believe is updated. They put up 49 runs in three yeah, games. It was close. So, it was close. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't far away from another 50-burger. First one was tight. Pitching got a little swirly. 14-10, to 10, they still win. And then the next two, I mean, ultra convincing. You finish off the three-game slate with a 23 to nothing win and if I can just mash it with this other one quickly before we dissect him Wyatt pretty similar to what we saw from uh, another club near the top as well UW Superior hosting Martin Luther Luther excuse me for three games not only does Superior in this weekend series put up 41 runs they don't allow a run either and they never play nine innings in three games combined they only play 21 innings and pitching and hitting, you couldn't have asked for anything more. So takeaways, Wyatt, do you learn anything from those weekend's results? I mean, not a big shock. You and I both had sweeps for the Jackets and the Polars in those series. But, uh, I mean, they don't have to apologize. They're, they're doing what they're supposed to do. And then some in those matchups, does your opinion of Superior or Crown change at all from what we've seen this past week? Well, it does, and I'm going to start with Superior. Do you realize something, Ryan? They've not let a run in five straight games. Yeah. Think think about that. 
that's pretty good. <laughs> that's just kind of good. That's yeah. that's the way that, that's the way it's supposed to be done. That's remarkable. Go back to when they lost to Morris in those two one-run games that were high-scoring. Since then, they shut out Morris in the finale of that series, three nothing. They then bounce back and defeat Martin Luther via two shutouts. Then they get one against, or actually all three against Martin Luther with shutouts, like we had mentioned. And then today, against Northland, yeah, they shut him out as well. Yeah. So they've they've gotten five straight shutouts. It's just unbelievable what they've been able to do. So Superior, I'm just more and more impressed with them. The way they've responded after a couple of heartbreaking losses, tough L's with the way the season had been going for them. The coach Oaks, I mean, he knows a thing or two, I guess, and and really has them playing well. And again, the offense is clicking too. They're scoring a lot of runs. So hats off to them. Really impressed with their performances. And then on the flip side, you mentioned, you know, does my opinion of crown change? It's good to see the pitching and the bullpen step up and have some success. You had mentioned you had the one game against, uh, North Central, where you let 10 runs. But other than that, they were locked down, shut down, did what they needed to do. And again, I think that's the question with Crown. Can they get enough out of their pitching? I think Mm -hmm. I'm starting to see signs that they might be able to. Because if they can, we know what their offense can do. So if anything, they're trending in the right direction, these two teams. And I'm more encouraged from what I'm seeing from them with the most recent results. Well, and then Crown, I mean, it's worth noting, after that series against North Central, on Monday of this week, they took down Martin Luther in two games where they were also very convincing, 19-2 to and 14-4. to And then Morris today on the road, Wyatt, not just winning, but 11-3. to So, again, putting together really good pitching when it's tough on short rest and you're playing so many games jammed into a you know weekend we look at but then it's not okay yeah. you get to wait till the next weekend it's early the next week it's you maybe get a day or two off and then you're right back at it playing more ball I think this is a great example of what you're talking about with the bullpen wide a guy like Tyler Bloom who's always coming out of the bullpen can be kind of your lawn reliever if you will I got to see him a little bit in person a chunk of weekends ago he goes four innings to start the game I know it's not anything flashy but just gives up one run And then he hands the ball off to Jacob Worley, another option out of the pen. He goes two innings, gives up two runs. And then JVD, Jacob Van Dam, takes it home, three shutout innings. It's not going to pop off the page, Wyatt, but to not throw a starter, not have a guy like Aiden Volksbeck or Tyler Van Sice in that spot, and to get three different guys to combine for an effort there to beat a really good Morris team, and hold that offense down when we know how capable they are. Look no further to what they did against Northwestern and what they did against Superior in those two huge wins a few weekends ago. Uh, that's big-time stuff for the Polars. So job well done to them on the roll that they're on. And then, you know, as far as the Jackets go, Wyatt, they got a really, really good Rosenberg, I guess, that's falling around that pitching staff. I mean, you know, baseball pitchers aren't it's, superstitious, but they there may be a little stitious. So so keep I, that I, bag high and tight. I, that, I that's a good one. I I don't know. I feel like you're doing something like with the Max Scherzer thing too. Yeah, the, Phil Cousy, what a is guy. That what, is that what you were going for there? Maybe, with, maybe with not. It's it's just a hot topic. I was listening to the radio today and hearing Latroy Hawkins talk about. Uh, rosin more than i've ever heard it before and how you know umpires now in the game of baseball wyatt they've already got enough going on now they got to be scientists as well and they got to be well versed in chemistry and what chemicals are mixed together when they look at a gentleman's hand and if they can tell 
what was used to combine with rosin and if it were legal or not and if it's just sweat or is it water or even next level the new york yankees pitchers who put dip in their mouth and then spit and use that to rub on the ball mix with rosin then you get something that's really really sticky and i won't go further than that but it's fascinating why you know what things guys will do to get it's in not, uh, and i'm not saying that you... happens in the umac i'm, j- I'm just saying that, it's it's pitching hey Hey, we don't know for sure, but uh, the job of being an ump and trying to decipher these things, it's not for everyone, Ryan. It's not for everyone. It's a special skill set, that's for sure. It's a calling, uh, yep. It is, absolutely. No, I'm I'm impressed with Crown and Superior. They did what they needed to do, and I mean, you could say the same thing, quite honestly, about Bethany, too, though. So we had mentioned the big series this past week was between Northwestern and Morris, and it certainly lived up to the hype with two extra inning games, and then obviously the third game ended up being a blowout. But then the other three kind of like top teams in Crown Superior and Bethany, not that they had, you know, favorable matchups, but, you know, they were favored to win in their games, and they all took care of business. Bethany series against Northland was probably the next most interesting one of this past weekend. And, I mean, give Northland credit. They fought and and a couple of close games, but Bethany did what they needed to do, and, and they were able to win their games. Are you impressed with Bethany after seeing these box scores and their ability to keep winning as well? Yeah, they checked a lot of boxes that I was still waiting to fill in a couple weeks ago when I saw them play two weekends ago at Reynolds Field. I mean, what they got from their pitching staff and then the options they have out of their bullpen as well and the underclassmen that they can go to and then all the experience that you have up and down the lineup with timely hitting and power. I mean, they've answered all the boxes. I'd be surprised if we get to a point next month where we're marching into the UMAC tournament and they're not at the top or near the top for one of the teams who we think is going to hoist the hardware. And I don't even know if this exercise is worth doing wide in this conversation tonight, but I was thinking about it coming in. Is there a team you would pick right now if if I put you on the spot and say, who does it in a tournament atmosphere? you got to win multiple games back-to-back-to-back days, and it's a grueling grind, and you're going to need a lot of guys to step up. Well, I do, could... you, do you have someone who sticks out? Do you want to mention a, a team? Well, Ryan, I can make a case for any one of the four teams that's going to... You know what I mean? Like You could yeah. legit make a case and create a path where it is plausible... And this is, again, assuming that the four teams are going to be Crown, Bethany, Superior, and Morris, which I think Crown, Bethany, and Superior, I I don't think there's any question that they're all going to be in it. Morris maybe could get caught by Northland because I think there's a three-game difference right now, but still, it's not likely. So I I think you could make a case for any one of those four teams to do it. The team I think to beat is still Superior, though. And, you know, when you, Mm. you, you have five straight shutouts, I mean, that's remarkable. Their pitching is deep. And I still think they have the bats where they're the most complete team. I look at Crown. I say, again, if they get enough from their pitching, can they hit their way to a title? They kind of did it last year. You know what I mean? Now, they don't have Eric Newman this year, but they might have enough. So as a team that just did it and you have returning pieces from that team, that's certainly scary. And then I look at Bethany. They got good pitching as well. They got a lot of experienced guys up and down that order. I mean, we keep saying it. There's a very likely situation where they could do it, and it's going to be on their home field, you know, in Mankato, which obviously helps. So I, I think you can make a case for all these teams, Morris. They just find ways to win. They've had how many comeback victories this year, and they're just never out of a game. So I, it's possible for all four superiors the team to beat, in my opinion, and if I had to pick one right now, I would pick them. And quite honestly, I'm not sure that's going to change at any point, Ryan, because to me, 
and, and we talked about this before we hopped on, I'm not really sure the seeding is going to matter all that much since it's a neutral location this year. It, it, it's one of those deals where anybody could beat anybody in this tournament that we're going to have. Seeding's not going to matter a ton. It's just about which team do you feel the most confident in and which team's going to play the best. And right now, I would put my money on Superior, I guess, if I had to pick one of the four teams. Yeah, I can't fault you for that. And again, there's no buys, folks. I mean, it's not like number one seed doesn't have to play as many games. No, every one of the four teams is going to be in the same position to play X amount of games to get to the title. And, you know, we always wait and see if on the final day of the tournament that Saturday, if it's one or two games. But everyone's in the same boat. So you could argue if you want to say, and I'm not saying this is true, but if you wanted to make the argument that uh, Morris is just a step below, and I think you can see that pretty obviously, you know, Bethany, Superior, and Crown are a step above. So whoever gets the one has the advantage to not see one of the other two that are the top three, and you get to play Morris in game one. If you wanted to say that, go ahead, but I I don't really feel like there's a whole lot of difference between those four teams right now, as you just stated, Wyatt. So, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking in my head, sign me up, because I think that can go any which direction, and each team's fan base is walking into Mankato that weekend and saying, all right, let me get a good lawn chair, let me set up and uh, get ready for a long weekend, because my team has a chance to make this really, really interesting, and uh, I don't think we're just going to go down really quickly and quietly. I mean, any one of these four teams, we don't think it's going to be, yep, you lost two games by eight runs, and uh, your weekend's over real quickly, and you get to drive back home for a uh, extended Mother's Day weekend and get some more time to uh, mm-hmm. plan what you're going to do on that Sunday. No, no, no. I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to be uh, totally accurate for what's going to take place, but uh, not that we're looking ahead that much. Why? But it's hard not to because what I'm thinking, and again, this is where we need the UMAC research team, When's the last time we've been at this point where we're not yet into May and we still got matchups to look ahead to for this last sequence that will take place in April? And we got a pretty good grip, not fully grabbing the steering wheel, but a pretty good grip, a nice strong grasp on what we think the UMAC tournament's going to look like. Normally there are some more questions, right? I mean, at least battling for that last spot. I mean, I, I look back on uh, my time playing, and I'm pretty sure there was always something up in the air leading into the final you know, weekend before the conference tournament. So, yeah, you'd have to do some extensive research to know for sure. But to your point, there's not going to be very much drama down the stretch, which I know disappoints you because you like the drama. You like it to build, and you want something to talk about. But, Ryan, hate to break it to you, unless Northland somehow goes on a tear and Morris you know, drop some games, we're not going to have any kind of a, you know, discussion on what it's going to look like because we already know. Here's the good thing, though, Wyatt. If there's not drama at the end of the regular season, that means we are next to guaranteed to have serious drama in the UMAC conference tournament. And people are going to get their money's worth and then some if they come out to Mankato. When they I'd come agree. out to Mankato, I shouldn't say if. Pe- people have already booked hotels, Wyatt. I'm getting reports that it is hard to find rooms in the greater Mankato area for that weekend. So if you have not already made travel arrangements, do so really soon, especially if you're a Cougar, Viking, Jacket, or Polar fan. Like, the time is now. Don't 
don't waste it okay don't don't come back to us in two weeks and say you guys should have given us a heads up you should have let us know we should start planning our road trip getting things in in order for the weekend isn't that the worst Wyatt in those few times in your life where you've really wanted to go somewhere but you didn't book travel arrangements in time I mean when you make that mistake once you will never make it again Am I right? I, I well, I can't say I've ever ran into that problem before, but it sounds like you maybe have. So, see, you're glad a savvy traveler though, because because you are never going to the spots that are just overpopulated and too saturated. You find the spots that not everyone is on to yet, because you're savvy. You're ahead of the game. So I give you credit, Wyatt. I appreciate that. <laughs> I uh, I'm not sure what you're referring to, but I appreciate that. <laughs> Look, I, I got a question for you before we go into predictions. As far yep. as Northland goes, doesn't it feel like they needed to have at least one of those games against Bethany or at least get that win against Superior then here today? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I just think going 0-4 in that stretch really kind of took the wind out of their sails, and who knows what's going to happen down the back half of the season now. It feels like they needed at least one, and they were unable to do it. Totally agree. They had some serious mojo, and we were saying they're right there, and it's a prove-it time, and that was going back to a few recordings ago and we were looking at their matchups against Crown. Didn't happen there. Pitching had no shot against their offense, just to be brutally honest. And then uh, you were there in some spots this past weekend. I mean, you look at the game against Bethany in the back half of the double dip on Sunday, 6-3 to three ball game. You were there. You had an opportunity late, couldn't close on it. So... You kind of needed one of those to, to at least say something to us, to say something to the UMAC world. Hey, we're for real. Now go prove us wrong. And, I mean, it is still an improvement this season for Northland, it's looking like. But uh, I don't know if they're settling for moral victories yet. So there's still some time. But, yeah, they're going to need a lot of help and uh, even one win against those group of teams wide. I agree. That would have gone a long, long ways. So I'll leave it up to you, Wyatt. Do you want to pick the uh, – order of what we do and then i pick the matchups first or do you want to do the reversal where i'll pick the order and then you pick the games first you uh you can (laughs) the latter of of those two (laughs) where where you can yeah yeah it's it's late people i i don't know what else to tell you but uh if you pick the order i'll pick the matchups first okay that sounds good morris at martin luther that's one of the chunks that we're picking Lord willing, these games will take place out in gorgeous New Ulm, Minnesota. Cougars at Knights. What do you got, Wyatt? I think the Cougars get the sweep here. Martin Luther, I thought they were going to take a step forward. Unfortunately, it just has not worked out that way this year. Don't get me wrong. If they or North Central are able to get that first conference win at some point here, I'm going to be all about it. You know what I mean? And obviously it's going to happen because they will – get the opportunity to play each other still. Uh, But here's the deal. I just don't think I can pick one of them to win against anybody else at this point until they actually go out and do it. I think the Cougars are going to continue playing with the momentum that they have, and I think they'll get the sweep here, and I'd be surprised if any of these games are even somewhat close. I think Morris is going to take care of business. Ditto. Cougars, dominant because and Martin Luther doesn't have the offense right now. I don't, I don't think they can keep up, quite honestly. Not in not not in Minnesota Morris fashion, though. Not the Cardiac Cats. They're going to no. be dominant. Hey, you know what? 
they've had a lot of heart-stopping moments, Wyatt, and they don't want to risk going into cardiac arrest. They're going to save that for uh, later on in the season. You, and when we get to never... the conference tournament, they'll have the heart-stopping moments when uh, – well, a lot is on the line. How about that? I, I, I know they don't want to go into cardiac arrest, but you'll never know your limits unless you push yourself. So maybe Ooh, just maybe okay. they need to they need to experience it at least once more. You're saying they have crazy they have, season. They have to raise the intensity in their cardiovascular exercises and they gotta send their themselves further. They gotta quit settling. They gotta test themselves more in those workouts. That's what you're don't. saying. Don't put words into my mouth, Ryan. I'm just saying. People can read that comment any way they want. Take it any direction you want. That's the beauty of this, folks. You can clip up this audio and you can expose us, all right? And you can take everything out of context. It's all right. Feel free to do so. All feedback is good feedback, we say, and uh, all use of this audio is good use as far as I'm concerned. I mean, if you want to take it and try to tear us down, you know what? I guess you can do that. If if you have those motives, that's unfortunate. But if, we can't stop if, you. <laughs> if if there is somebody that actually wants to do that, yeah, at that point, I, I don't even care. Honestly, that'd be kind of you know, if somebody wants to make us a villain or something out of this, go ahead by all means. Uh, all right, one chunk down. Next chunk, quiet. Woofta. How about this? Big hitters. <laughs> we talk about big time matchups in Mankato. Why we don't have to wait till May. We get a little taste. End of this month. Polars, Vikings, three-game set taking place at the one, the only, ISG field will be alive. A preview of what's to come as far as an atmosphere goes. I'm hearing rumors. There are a good number of fans, Viking and Polar alike, making the trek to Franklin Rogers Park, better known now as ISG Field. Why, you know me. If you're going to have these big matchups, you better have the crowd to back it up. Give these players and coaches what they deserve. What do you have in this one? I mean, this this could go either way. Two teams near the top. What do you got? So I'm going to take Bethany to win the series two games to one. I think Crown will get one. And the reason why is because it all comes back to something we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast during baseball season. Seems like pitching wins out, does it not? I I think we keep having this conversation where any level, whether it's the MLB, collegiate, high school, if you have good pitching and defense, you give yourself a chance to win any game. And I think Bethany's is just a little bit better than Crown's, and maybe not even a little bit. I think it's it's better, and, and you know, obviously, you can make the case Crown's offense is better, and they probably have the conference player of the year on their roster right now, and how he had and what he's been able to do. But Bethany playing on their home turf, an opportunity to make a statement. Good arms should be fully rested and ready to go for this matchup. I've, I've liked what I've seen from Crown's pitching recently. I said that, what, 20 minutes ago or so on this very podcast, but I still need to see more against a quality opponent like a Bethany. So, therefore, give me the Vikings two games out of three in this series. And, uh, again, it's not going to matter as far as when the conference tournament rolls around for seeding purposes, in my opinion, but it will send a message that they are the real deal as far as a contender to win the whole thing. And not that Crown won't be, but whoever wins this series is going to be feeling very good about themselves. Yeah, Wyatt, it builds a storyline, though. 
it helps paint the picture. It adds much-needed context to when these two teams inevitably will see each other again. More than likely. Mother's Day weekend in the hot sun instead of the rain and clipping penalties that we're trying to dodge this weekend. My goodness. Hey, there, there's a slight chance these two teams maybe wouldn't face each other again. You know I'm next. I mean? I'm next to guaranteeing it. Uh, it's gonna. Happen. I know, and yeah. and there's like a ninety percent chance it does. But I'm just saying there is that ten percent chance. It could happen. Where, let's say you know one of the teams loses their first game, other team wins. Next thing you know, one of them's eliminated and the other one's still going. You know, it's a possibility. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, let's circle this moment, Wyatt. Let's circle okay. this moment. If that happens, you, you got to have some eggs ready to throw on my face. If we're talking during the UMAC Conference Tournament and you're saying, you know what, Ryan, we never got Bethany versus Crown. You're a fool. And I'll have to say, yeah, uh, give me some crow and I'll have to eat it. So uh, I, I yeah. try not to embarrass you, Ryan. I'm, I, I'm not, that's not my style. I'm, give, I'm giving you the ability to do so, though, if you would like to do so at a future date. All it is to be said, Wyatt, I don't have to add anything. That was just fantastic how you laid that out. Couldn't have said it better myself if I had tried to. Bethany wins the series. Crown takes a game. Two to one. Let's have some fun. And let's get these games in this weekend. And I think they will. You know why, Wyatt? Because this is a turf field, isn't it? Unless I just said the most ridiculous thing ever. No, ISG field is turf, correct? Yeah, yeah. To my knowledge. See, so here's the deal. In my playing days, I actually never got a chance to play there because mm. actually I don't I don't know why actually uh, I, it just worked you out where Bethany off. Bethany always came to our place in Northwestern and we played them there. But yes, it's turf to my I just best understanding. It is turf, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're okay, we're good. Yeah, Tur- turf Easy, is the key. easier to play. Easier to play through harsh conditions on turf. That's for sure. Did you know earlier today where Morris versus Crown took place? Is it ISG Field? No. Oh, okay. Reynolds Field, Northwestern, though. Northwestern, yeah. Turf. It's, just, it's it's a must. It's a necessity yeah. in this day and age, up in up in this part of the country. That is, if you yeah. want to get games in. So. And up where you are, I mean, there's turf everywhere near the Crookston area. And thank goodness to get these high school sports in. I mean, where would you be without all that turf everywhere, Wyatt, up there? <laughs> yeah, I tell you, I mean, these kids up here in the Northwest, they got it good, Ryan. <laughs> They got it good, but so are you taking Bethany to win? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. You said it great. I'm just piggybacking to what you said. Two so games, two but not of... all three. Yep. Okay. Fair yep. enough. I just I wanted to get that confirmation before we move on here. Lefty lefty matchup though. White. We don't get it enough. Aiden Volksbeck is going to go against Connor Merton or Gavin well, Jacobson. Well, we don't. Yeah, I mean, we don't. Again, I've Ryan, seen part of the lineup. Ryan. Card. I, Aiden Volkspeck will see a lefty. I think it'll be Connor Merton. It may be Gavin Jacobson, but AVS will face off against a lefty. I we don't want to be spreading false information here. All I'm saying is there's a chance it doesn't happen. It's more I than likely to. Here's the yeah. deal. Here's the deal. If you're Crown, you almost got to be careful how you play this from yeah. a pitching standpoint too, though. I mean, again, Bethany, they got three guys that are all pretty consistent and and you know what you're getting out of them so they don't have to worry about that too much from crown standpoint knowing that your pitching maybe isn't quite as deep do you play maybe some chess and decide when you pick Aiden Volksbeck you know what I mean you use the analogy I absolutely love you read my mind Wyatt we're hundreds of miles away we can't see each other but you knew what I was going to go to next this is what makes the game of baseball great 
when we take a simple, fun-loving game of checkers and we say, nah, it's time to turn it into chess. That's what we do in the game of baseball. Hey, checkers gets a bad rap. <laughs> I mean, checkers is fun, too. Right? Yeah, I mean, no, it's great. I don't even know how to play chess, so I can only play checkers. So, yeah, I got to play checkers. That's, yeah, hey, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's a lot that goes behind the scenes and a lot of discussions that these teams have as far as how they want to approach it, and I'll be interested to see what Crown does there. Maybe he gets game one right away. Maybe they hold off and wait. And I don't know. I feel like the game Crown does win, though, in this series, it's going to be because of their offense, and and that's just kind of their calling card. I think the offense will produce and, and do enough against this Bethany pitching staff in one of the three games. Again, it's really hard to keep – crown off the scoreboard for three straight games agreed that's why i'm taking them in one game as well should be a fantastic series out in mankato all righty we have uh two series left wyatt let's uh next move on over to superior taking on north central and i believe that two of these games are going to take place on sunday the 30th this is all Weather pending, hoping these happen, and these will take place at a, a spot that has held a lot of neutral site games. Reynolds Field out on the UNW campus, Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon into Sunday early evening, and then they will you, stick around and play Monday the 1st for Game 3. Do you think these teams are sick of going to Reynolds Field at this I point? Know, that's a I good mean, question. Hey, you are the, the are the, at gmail.com for the players listening to this. Are and, you sick of neutral site games? And uh, more specifically, are you sick of Reynolds Field? Serious question. Let us know. Continue. Well, another thing, are the home run numbers up this year in the conference <laughs> with the 290 out and left? I'm, I, I'm genuinely, I, you'd think maybe they are. I don't know. I have not looked into this information myself. but uh, and, and if you anyways. are not already aware, Rams fans, Jackets fans listening to this, if you make the trek out on Sunday afternoon, okay, have a great time. Like, don't get me wrong. Go out there. Enjoy the ball game. I think it's supposed to clear up some Sunday, not as much rain. At least that's the hope. But if you're going to go park beyond the left field wall, it's a nice spot. You get into the complex quickly. Is it worth it, Wyatt? Because no. we've heard stories of people who then later walk back out to their car and their jaw drops and they got to call their insurance agent before they leave the lot. And nobody wants to spend a Sunday that way. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> if if you're going to park, the rule of thumb is the only place I'd park out there behind the outfield, you got to either be basically from like straightaway center towards right, which there's not much yep. room to park at that point. Or you got to be in foul territory down the left field line, and even then, you, and you're even then, still that's potentially risky. <laughs> it is, it is a little bit, but I always felt somewhat safe just being how far you'd have to pull it as a right-handed hitter to hit it foul and that far. You know what I mean? So, like, if you're, in my opinion, from the foul pole over down the left field line, you're safe, and then straightaway center, maybe just a tad into left center, but that's really pushing it. You got to be careful. There's definitely a landing spot out there. And uh, many cars have been hit over the years. I'll say that. Yeah, that's just a that's just a fair warning. And uh, it sounds like we're joking, but uh, here's the sad thing: we're not. So uh, be careful where you park. Is basically what we're saying. Wyatt, let's cut to the chase. Three games. We hope they get in. Superior, North Central. Who do you got? 
Superior's winning all three. Here's the only question I'll have for you. Uh-huh. Do they continue the scoreless inning mm. streak? And how much pressure is on, you know, you don't want to be the yeah. pitcher that messes that up. Are you kidding me at this point? Like, it's a ridiculous number. I don't know the exact number of innings, but five straight games without giving up a run, you don't want to be the pitcher that ruins oh. that. So a lot of pressure on this pitching staff. And my question for you is, do they continue that streak, that scoreless you know, inning streak? How far does it go? It's a fantastic question. And I think they'd be lying if it wasn't on their minds. And I would love to know if they have a number like this in their record books. I mean, they could look it up, but we've gone X amount of games in a row before, though, without letting up any runs. So I think I think they definitely could extend it wide. Here's the thing. And uh, this weekend series, I don't think they carry it the whole weekend. I think at some point uh, North Central puts up a couple runs here and there. They have a lot of experience playing at Reynolds Field this season for what it's worth. I think the Jackets have played two games there, I want to say, one against Northwestern and one against Minnesota Morris. But uh, I don't think it continues. It could maybe go for one game. I'll say it won't go through both games on Sunday North Central is going to find a way to put up some runs, especially with uh, those shorter porches, like you mentioned, out and left and right. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens over the weekend at Reynolds Field. But I have the Jackets in a sweep as well as they continue to stack games near the top of the standings. Yeah, I don't really think you're going out on a limb there saying they're going to score a run at some point <laughs> this weekend, so I hear you. I mean, I, I think it'll happen as well. Over, but under I, four and a half runs this weekend for North Central. Under. Okay, okay. Was that a good number to set it at, though? Yeah, it okay. was. It, okay. it, it was. I, I will take the under with how well their pitching staff is right now and – you know, with the way Superior's hitting, too, we might get a few less innings uh, out of these three games. So I'll take the under. Alrighty, One final series to preview for this weekend, Wyatt. We mentioned uh, how disappointing it's been for Northwestern in this 2023 campaign and what has taken place over the last multiple weekends. Missed opportunities. They're going to be back at the friendly confines again. This is weather pending. I know people hate when I mention that, but look at the forecast, folks. And it's going to change by the time you listen to this, I'm sure. But there are clipping penalties out there. So uh, have your rain jacket and your poncho available, and we'll you, see what you, happens. you got to stop listening to PA with, with the clipping <laughs> the clipping penalties, man. It's not even football It's just season. stuck in my head. It's not even. I'm not even thinking of PA, I promise. It's just stuck in my head. All anyway, right, it, right. it's the best way I can use to describe it. So, Wyatt... This this is a uh, emotional weekend for Northwestern, though. Uh, a guy who's been around for a really long time. There's some young head coaches in this league who are doing a really good job. You look at Coach Repkin at Crown. You look at Coach Oates at Superior. Not the same deal with Northwestern. They're going to be turning over the page after this season, and uh, they're honoring him at the end of the weekend this weekend. So you know all that is to be said. The Eagles want to at least get a few wins this weekend against Northland to try to send him off the right way as they have that celebration, some good energy going into that if you will i'll leave it up to you to say whatever you want after i make my prediction here i'm going to say northwestern's going to rally the troops and they're going to win in a sweep this weekend over northland and i think we could have some big scoring games like both teams double digits i don't know if we're going to have extra any shenanigans like we did last weekend at reynolds field but there's going to be some interesting box scores. I'll just leave it that way. But I think Northwestern does find a way to get a sweep 
this weekend against Northland. So you think we might have some Division Three box score type yeah. you know, results that do occasionally happen. All right, that's fair. I, I hear you. I, it's definitely a possibility. I'll... I'll say they get two out of three. I just I can't feel comfortable enough picking this team to get a complete sweep, especially against an opponent like Northland that has shown they're more than competent this year and can compete with some of the big boys. So it's an emotional weekend, like you said. It sounds like a lot of former players, a lot of people are going to be out there for that, you know, kind of like a party send-off for Coach Eve. Bring your ponchos. And, uh, I'm just warning bring, you, well, folks. Okay, Ryan wants to get that out there, make sure people – are aware there is a chance of rain in the forecast, but uh, yeah, no, I, I I think they'll get two win the series. I just I can't pick them to win three with the way the season's been going, uh, and we'll see. But yeah, hopefully they can at least salvage something out of this year, end on a good note here. The last few conference games that they have coming up, and uh, you know, Coach Heap can end his tenure at Northwestern with a little bit of a bang, I guess. So yeah, I'll take the Eagles two out of three in this one. All right. Anything uh, else that we have here? We we have predicted ball games. We've given a little thought ahead to uh, what the UMAC tournament could look like. Any other UMAC takes, or do we do we move on to the closing shoutouts, the mic drop moment before we uh, move along, Wyatt? Well, this would be the last thing I would say, and, yeah. and you know you can whatever, but uh, I would say Howie Haddon's the player of the year, and Ryan Rodriguez mm. is pitcher of the year. That's that's to me about locked up in both aspects. And from there, you're on your opinion. own. That's what you would say. Howie Haddon, Ryan Rodriguez, and uh, you can take it from there. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, if you have any thoughts on that, feel free. I don't disagree with you. Some other names that I had in the conversation I don't think are there anymore with some uh, results that have taken place. I will say this, Wyatt. We're going to more so confirm, question, or validate and I wasn't going to say deny. I don't think we're going to deny. But we're going to learn a ton about Howie Hatton and maybe using some contenders for that reward, excuse me, on the Bethany side this weekend. I think it goes a long ways. What does he do on the road against that pitching staff? And you could argue maybe is it a plus for him where he gets to see two lefties. I don't have his splits in front of me, Wyatt, if he hits left-handed. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. (laughs) (laughs) Better than most – uh, right-handed pitchers that he faces off against because we know uh, a lot of righties in baseball, especially the better hitters, they do hit lefties better. Does that hold true? I don't know. But if he especially, you know, gets two, three hits against, you know, the Mertens and Jacobsons of the world and he's taking them deep and driving the baseball like he has been this season, then all the more tipping the cap and all the more pointing towards what you just said is him being the player of the year when it's all said and done this year in the UMAC. So I think that's definitely worth watching to see what happens between those names who are near the top and you can even include some guys on Bethany's side as well. So yeah, I think that's a an extra storyline to follow for all the people who are making the trek out to Mankato this weekend to check out that action. So yeah, report back to us. I mean, I know it may sound like I'm joking and I was earlier, but I am not joking at this point, folks. This is totally serious face, all right? Let us know what your experience is like out in Mankato, okay? Because they're going to be hosting a pretty big event here coming up in a few weeks. Let us know what you liked, maybe some things that got to change. And uh, we can talk to some people behind the scenes and try to see if some things can change. If something isn't up to snuff for what you would like it to be, now within reason, okay? But seriously, let us know your experience. 
talking Vikings fans, Polars fans, UMAC fans. If you're out there this weekend in Mankato, specifically on site, let us know your experience, all right? Would love to hear from you. UAO, the UMAC at gmail.com or DMs are always open. You can slide in on Twitter on like any other, the UMAC. You can search that or just at UAO, the UMAC. And Wyatt, and some date soon to come, TBD, we will have much more on a deep dive at the UMAC conference tournament that goes beyond just the contest taking place. We will talk about the experience as a whole. And you are going to hear it from the people you need to hear it from. And I'll just leave it there and leave people in suspense. But we will get to that eventually. I'm, I agree. I'm good, man. Yeah, like I said, you take us out. I'm good. UMAC tennis tournament this coming weekend at baseline. What's happening, Wyatt? I uh, you're not gonna it's make UMAC actually make a predict. You're not actually no. I'm not. I'm not making a prediction. Greenville's right got now. a pretty good squad. Principia is out there. They do. Northwestern's competing on both sides. Indoor sounds, tennis, all of sounds, it. Sounds like the South's a little bit stronger than the North. We'll see if that plays true in the matchups. Obviously, okay. cheering hard for Northwestern and my brother, and we'll see what happens. That's fair. Okay, I just I just had to give you that opportunity to share that. And I'm happy that it's all indoors. I think that's pretty cool, actually. It's already been decided. They're not going to deal with any of the weather shenanigans, and some people say that that's you know, incorrect and they're not really true warriors. No, forget that. I'm, I'm glad they're getting it done indoors, and that should uh, be a lot of fun for that event. So, yeah, with that, uh, I won't you know, make you make any grand staking uh, NFL draft comments unless you'd like to do so. You know, wool season's over, wild are still playing. A- any final words that you have to say, wide? I know we could be here for a while if we go deep on that, but anything you would like to say officially on the record? Have a great night, everybody, as always. <laughs> and we'll be back. We'll be back soon. Sounds good. Couldn't have said it better myself. We uh, hope to hear from you folks. Have a great rest of your week. As Wyatt said, we will be back soon. We are heading down the stretch. Soak it in. Not much longer that we'll be able to talk about America's pastime in the league that truly is unlike any other. <laughs>